Well, hello and welcome to Has Opinions, episode 15. I am one of your hosts, Daniel. Oh, I'm drinking. I'm Chris. I took a sip at the right time. I timed it right for when I saw the bottle go up. <laughs> and he's drinking mineral water, not like a bottle of beer or anything. Fancy, so fancy. Um, yes. So Has Opinions is a podcast where we talk about uh, all the things that we have opinions on as, uh, as you know, we are who we are. Uh, a couple of uh, technology dads living the life, living that hashtag remote life because we haven't gotten to that hashtag buyout life yet. So, but working, we're working on it. So how, how's your week going, Chris? Uh, week's okay. Wesley got sick. He got a double ear infection. Um, a cold and then an ear infection. So he's been grumpy and he has this thing where he wakes up. He didn't do it last night for the first time in a few day nights, but uh, a few nights before a few nights in a row, he would wake up at like 1030 and just be inconsolable for like 10 minutes, just like scream crying because, you know, he was in pain or whatever. Um, so I think the medication is finally uh, stuck and done its job. So today he was good, but well, so we're on the tail end of that, so that's good. But other than that, it was kind of, kind of, kind of rough with a sick kid. Yeah, sick kid is no fun. Yeah, and that screen crying stuff, especially when they're like they can't, they can't vocalize what their problem is. <laughs> yeah, it's just like frustration and pain, and like why is it like this? Why don't you tell me what movie you want to go see? Yeah, not good, not good. Uh, my week's been uh, pretty normal actually. Um, I'm trying to think, not very eventful at all. Like we, it's just cold in San Antonio, which I love because it's the opposite of the hundred and hundred plus degrees of summer. Uh, so I'm I'm enjoying the the cold while it's here. So. Meh. I moved to Texas to get away from that, so this sucks. Although it's not bad. It's like there's like a week of cold and then it goes back up to 70s. Then there will be like a weekend in there that where it actually gets into the 30s and that sucks. But then the next week will be 60s. Yeah, it's like I have these so we we rent this house and I have these um these plants in the front yard that I'm that I guess we're sort of contracted and le- legally to keep alive. Um so we've been here for a couple of years and every year we um it it gets to that freezing point or in the mid 30s and then the plant dies. And so, <laughs> and so um it got that that weekend cold thing you mentioned it happened a, a week ago but it wasn't for the full it wasn't for very long so it was like one night that got super duper cold uh, below freezing so the plant has like half of it 50 percent of it is dead from the cold and the rest of it's still alive so it looks really weird so usually we just chop them down to the to the ground and then they re, they regrow they come back uh in spring but we're not sure when to do that because right now they just look like this ridiculous gradient plant gradient like you know like i don't feel so well the top of it's like dead and the middle, bottom part's still green so i say you just chop it down and let it regrow because then you don't have to take care of it or think about it for months yeah that's true we should do that um anyway so random random plant stuff and uh kid sickness aside so this episode we are going to talk about uh some updates on uh, on what we've going on even though it's sort of the end of the year it's december we're still both working away on on uh, our our projects and uh, and our our work so um you want to go first chris yeah um so every year i do did we talk about black friday last week 
I don't know. No, we so we I think we missed last week. We missed but a week. The the episode our last episode was a like right before Black Friday. Last week ish was Black Friday. I don't know when this is gonna come out. I don't remember if it was actually last week or not, even in real time. Whatever. Um so I had a sale and that was good. And I'm always really amazed that Black Friday works, that people actually buy stuff. Um, but it's really yeah. nice because it's a really good chunk of yearly revenue. I was really surprised like what percentage of my yearly side project revenue is like really coming in for uh coming in for this. <clears throat> so that's nice. That's nice because the end of the year is just like so many things have been chinking away at my business checking account. Just like, you know, we had to get something fit or we had to get our floor fixed. That was like $11,000 or some crap. And then um, all sorts of stuff. So like that account just keeps draining and draining and draining. And it was nice to have it to get refilled a bit. Um, what else is going on? My SQL backups, backups.tv is um, still going on. I'm working on the section where I talk about binary logs and how you can restore from binary logs and do fun things like point-in-time recovery and all that good stuff. So some of those videos are done. Some are still TBD. And then I have a whole section on automating your backups, which may or may not be way harder and more than I want it to be. So we'll see if I need to like cut back on that. Very nice. Yeah. Um... And so, well, do your update, and then I'll talk about my little announcement thingy I'm going to do. Cool. Nice. Uh, so, my yeah, my update, my Black Friday update is that I think I in the last episode I talked about Black Friday sort of being a non-event for my site, and it continued that streak. Uh, it was kind of a non-event. I did put all the plugins on sale, uh, like 30% off, um, but sales were just normal. So, I just basically lost money uh, because I had normal sales, but they were on, you know, they had discounts, so... Black Friday, kind of boring. Um, plus, I didn't, I didn't, I, I was on a couple of lists and then, but I didn't email my my list. So, be that what it may, I just didn't want to be be dealing with it. So, and I didn't. So, I kind of got what I asked for, I guess. Right. <laughs> so, it always is a is a call if you want to bother people with more Black Friday emails or not. I think with info products, it works. Um, I don't really know on the plugin scene. Like if you end up just kind of devaluing your products and it just makes it look worse in people's eyes. It's true. It's true. But uh, I did receive back. I, I've talked to you about this a little bit in Slack, the marketing report that I had requested. And uh, in that report, one of the sections was like, so this is a, this is a WordPress specific um, marketing uh, coach agency that sort of looks at your Google analytics, your sales and your products and sort of, uh, he provided a, an audit of the report, uh, and it's, um, ellipsis marketing and I'll, I'll link them in the show notes, but, uh, Alex did a really good job of outlining sort of historically where my sales have been coming from, what people, you know, what keywords we're ranking for, um, what, sales channels are working and then sort of going to help me figure out a good sales funnel and some some key things to focus on to improve the sales for shop plugins and one of the things he said was like you know coupons don't really work for you and most of your sales are like during the week through google not necessarily through like instagram slash facebook because those aren't that's not where your customers are coming from and so it makes sense that that black friday wouldn't necessarily be like the people that buy my plugins are usually businesses or site owners who are doing their thing during the week and it would make sense that they're just offline during the holidays and they're not looking to buy a plugin um for at that time you know obviously the the main like woocommerce.com plugin shop is you know they they run a huge black friday sale and i remember uh when i was in 
the when I had plugins selling in their shop, every time they run a sale, it's it was it was just an on, onslaught of of purchases. But it just doesn't seem to be the case for me. So I sort of like that insight um, because well, I mean, it's an explanation for why the Black Friday sales never do much. And um, yeah, I just I just like that idea. I think that drives with with how it would work. Like I very much sell to not necessarily businesses, but developers or maybe like team managers or something. But the info products are more on an individual basis than uh, than like a team or a company. So I think it would make sense that uh, those sales would do better for info products. Yeah, that's true. Um, and so yeah, so that so shop plugins are still going along. So I'd have I now have this like ten point um, checklist to, to do on the site. And one of the things I did was that right after I got it, right after black Friday was I, um, I raised my prices, which I had been hesitant to do, but, um, he, he was saying, you know, in the report, he's like, you know what, um, you, you can raise your price and probably, um, get more revenue and get a similar amount of sales. So I went ahead and did that. We're testing it this month, uh, or I'll leave them there for maybe probably three months and see how sales do over that time. And then I activated recurring subscriptions, which in the plugin world, what that means is, um, well, the plugins, you know, plugins derived from WordPress are open source. So uh, you're not necessarily selling the code. Um, you're selling access to updates and support. So when someone purchases the plugin, they, uh, get a, uh, a year license. And then after that year, uh, then it's up to them usually to renew it or to come back to the site. And so what, um, easy digital downloads, the platform that I'm selling, use selling using has a recurring module where it'll set up a Stripe subscription or a PayPal subscription so that in a year, the plugin will be automatically renewed and they'll have some emails, you know, a couple days prior, Hey, you're going to renew. And then, um, when it actually renews. So hopefully you don't, and some, and some people have, have said that their renewals have gone from like 10, 12% up to like 40% with these enabled. So I'd been hesitant to turn them on because it was just sort of a task for me to do. And so shame on me, but, um, based on this report, I was like, yeah, okay, this is, this is probably an hour or two worth of work. Let me just do it over this holiday weekend when I'm not doing anything else. And I went ahead and did it. And so now I have, you know, some subscriptions set up for next December from the people who bought in the first week. So yeah, the most useful things for me that have like moved the needle on things I'm selling have always been super obvious. Just like someone actually says it out loud to me. And I'm like, oh, yeah, of course, I should send this email out on Black Friday and make a bunch of money. Like, that was my first Black Friday sale two or three years ago. A friend was just like, oh, yeah, I'm going to send out this email for my stuff. You should do that, too. And I was like, yeah, why wouldn't I do that? Like, I was almost, I remember specifically being like, I don't even want to bother writing up this email sequence and all that stuff. But then I did it, and boom, I made, like, $15,000 in a weekend or something like that. Right. (laughs) And I was just like, yep, we're going to do that every year now. Right. And, And like... Any other time I've had a breakthrough like that, it's just been someone saying something that's like really obvious. I'm just like, oh yeah, of course I'll do that. And then I did it and it worked. And it seems like this is sort of like that. It is. And like the, and the audit wasn't, it was not inexpensive, but like it was, I think it was like $1,200 or a thousand dollars, a thousand pounds, which translates to, you know, monopoly money. No, it's a a (laughs) $1,200 US dollar. So it's not, it wasn't cheap cheap um but it was pretty valuable to me because he has some very specific domain experience in wordpress plugins and marketing those yeah, so that's great. and he had some good examples of people that he'd helped and in, uh, in the space so uh very useful for me very t- money well spent and you know if this 
if just increasing the prices and turning on subscriptions makes those numbers move, then it's paid for that audit. So, and now I can do the rest of the, the, uh, rec- the rest of the recommendations and hopefully move the needle even more. So, uh, yeah, so it's, it's funny. Like I had, I had probably, I think I started, I, I had the code, like a, a pull request with, um, site updates to put subscriptions in. It was probably a year and a half old. And just think if I had done nice. it the first time I thought about doing it, <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Be yeah. now I'd be past the point where some of those subscriptions were renewing. So, oh yeah, right. Um, you have the whole other second year of income. Or so, whatever it is. so yeah. Uh, whatever. Well, so, I mean, it's the past of the past, whatever we'll move on. Yep. So, um, but yeah, so the, that and like, and then, um, uh, update on the agency, uh, WooCommerce agency, like, uh, I had mentioned we, we had some client churn and some clients move out and some new clients come in, but everything sort of revenue sort of stayed the same in November. So it was good. It was good having the churn, but staying the same and not having a decrease. Um, it was a good, uh, good transition. Um, and I'm looking forward to working with some of the new sites that we have, uh, we have signed up, uh, more subscription, um, more subscription uh, candy sites, which is great because my kids love eating candy boxes every month and making them go crazy with sugar. But so shop plugins and grow development type stuff definitely kept me busy this week. So my build season update for this week is, is still pending. Like I was supposed to send an update out on Sunday and I just didn't, I was like, I'll do it tomorrow, Monday, then Monday hit and I'll do it tomorrow, Tuesday. And here we are on Thursday recording and I still haven't sent my updates. So I think last night I just sort of (laughs) deleted it from my to-do list and said, you know what, I'm going to catch up next Sunday and just sort of, sort of do a mea culpa and be like, look, it's been really busy, but here's where we're at. And so where we're at is I started coding, but I've learned, I've figured out a lot more things that I don't know how to do yet. So I have to almost code and then go back and learn some stuff and then code some more. So it's definitely not going to be a straight shot toward a finish line on this. It's, it's something that I, if there's going to be some, some learning curve involved. Yeah. That process is sort of a grind, but once you learn that stuff, you'll always have it, which is nice. Yep, it is. So, um, so yeah, so that's where that is. And, and I haven't put up, um, uh, I did talk to a EDD seller this week, which was good. Um, someone that wasn't me and, uh, he's going to help. He's going to sort of answer my, my questions and get some feedback rolling there. And then hopefully I can just replicate that with as many EDD sellers as I can find and then get some feedback for the, you know, for the MVP and maybe some excitement over the launch. Yeah. Nice. So, yeah. So I guess to wrap us up, you had a, uh, had something you wanted to chat about. Yep. Yeah. All right. So I have basically decided and started working on making a backup application that I will hopefully be selling sometime, um, sometime, sometime in the new year. So I'm making the course about my SQL backups that kind of helped me validate whether or not people might care about this. And, um, it's not like I've had the most interest in this course versus others, but I do see that a lot of people are doing backups in a way that is going to let you lose data. And also very few people actually test their backups. Um, so I'm making an application to, uh, automate my SQL backups, and I'm just going to start specifically with my SQL and I'm actually starting, um, in the tightest niche I can. So I'm going to start with Laravel forge users because it has a nice API that lets me do stuff, uh, and automate most of the process for people. So they don't have to do a lot of work on their end to get any of this to work, uh, with any of the servers they have existing that might have my SQL installed on it. <clears throat> So there are some other companies doing this uh, also. Um, I know Automatic is one. 
and it seems to be doing pretty well. It actually sold recently to someone, uh, well, someone owned it uh, who started it, this guy, Brian, who was kind of in the Laravel community, but then he sold it sometime in the last year to, I mean, someone who's not technical as far as I know and someone who no one really knows in that community. And I've heard some issues with their customer support and stuff. So I think there's an opportunity here to move in on that uh, market and, you know, move in on an existing market, which is good. You know, I already know there's people who are willing to pay for it. So I'm going to try that out. I'm going to try with the smallest niche that I can and kind of make it the easiest and, uh, well, try to make it as easy as I can and make it an app, of course, that works in addition to making it easy. And we're going to see where it goes from there. So if this is something that interests you, I'm going to make an app. It's it's going to do my SQL database backups to begin with. It's going to try to do it in a way that minimizes downtime or any performance issues as much as it can. So it'll provide a few different ways to make backups. And eventually I'm going to try to make a feature to do continuous backups using the binary log of my SQL. So the amount of potential data loss you could have if something went wrong with your server is very little, right? So if you have a periodic update and say it back and say you update a server every six hours or four hours or whatever it is, you potentially have that much data loss, right? That's six hours or the four hours um, if you have that periodic backup. So this will combine periodic backups as a checkpoint that you can roll back to and then also attempt to update your bin logs on the fly in real time um, so that we have a backup of those also so that you can apply bin logs to do a point in time recovery up to the latest point in time that you would want. So that way you could potentially lose a lot less to no data at all if you have some kind of disaster and your, and your MySQL server goes down. And then we'll see where that takes us in terms of talking to customers and seeing what kind of features uh, people want, whether that's kind of generic backups that aren't database related or if people want Postgre backups. Uh, or a different style of backup and recovery and, you know, what I can do to help developers' life easier in this sense for making multiple environments and using test data. It's all sorts of ideas and places I could take this. So if you're interested, head on over to backops.app. That is backops, O-P-S, not ups, U-P-S, as in backup operations. So backops.app. Um, and you can read a little bit more about it and there'll be a little bit, and there'll be a little form to sign up for if you are interested in that. Well, that's it for this week's episode of Has Opinions. Uh, Chris, where can people find you online? I'm at Fideliper on Twitter and then the usual mysqlbackups.tv to learn about my course. And if you want to sign up on the list to get more information about when backops.app is going to get released, you can just head on over to backops.app and sign up there and read a little bit more about it. Awesome. And I'm GrowDev on Twitter and my plugin shop's at shopplugins.com and my new app has yet to have a landing page and I'm not going to give myself pressure to launch that. So I will announce that next week. Anyways, have a great week, week, everybody. We'll see you next time. (laughs)